just uh, like uh, Pastor Joe said, this is our last day for the healing service. And um, praise the Lord that I get to close it out. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I don't know if that was favor or what, but I thank you anyways. Hallelujah. For those of you who don't know me, I am the youth pastor of Metro Praise. What a privilege and honor it's been uh, to serve in the Lord. And I've been uh, saved for two and a half, almost three years in March. And oh, the Lord has just been moving in my life every single day, every single day. And he's just been a big impact in my life. Amen. 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 So let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Somebody said, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. You guys can do a little better now. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. <laughs> Amen. Turn to Ezekiel 37. No, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ezekiel 37. Let me get an amen when you're there. Amen. Ezekiel uh, chapter 37. Those, uh, most of you know Ezekiel is an awesome prophet, and we're going to be going ahead uh, Go ahead and read the passage inside of the Valley of Dry Bones. Some of you are uh, familiar with this. Verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord <clears throat> and set me in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. I'm sorry. Uh, very rude of me. I forgot to introduce my sister, Araceli. She's going to be translating. Oop, forgot my mind, sorry. Go ahead, sister. Ezekiel 37. And I'll just go ahead and read verse 1 again. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. La mano del Señor vino sobre mí, y, el, y su Espíritu me llevó y me colocó en medio de una valle que estaba lleno de huesos. He led me back forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. Me hizo pase, pasarme entre ellos y pudo observar que había muchísimos huesos en el valle, huesos que estaban completamente secos. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, oh sovereign Lord, you alone know. Y me dijo, hey, hijo de hombre, ¿podrán vivir esos huesos? Y yo le contesté, Señor omnipotente, tú lo sabes. Verse 4, then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will uh, come to life. Entonces me dijo, profecita sobre estos huesos y diles, huesos secos, escuchen la palabra de Dios. Así dice el Señor omnipotente. A estos huesos, yo les daré aliento de vida, y ustedes volverán a vivir. I will attach tendons to you, and make flesh come upon you, and cover you with skin. I will breathe in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Les pondré ten tendones, haré, les salgue carne, que les salga carne. Y los cubriré de piel. Les daré aliento de vida y así revivirán. Entonces sabrán que yo soy el Señor. Amen. Here it comes, guys. So I, so I prophesied 
as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones come together, bone to bone. I looked, and the tendons and the flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Aquí viene, tal y como el Señor me ha, había mandado, profetecé. Y mientras profetizaba, se escuchaba un ruido que sacudió la tierra, y los huesos comenzaron a unirse entre sí. Yo me fijé y vi en, que en ellos aparecían tendones, y le salía carne y se recubría con piel, pero no tenía vida. Then he said to me, prophesy to, uh, to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come uh, from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into the Uh, these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and uh, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Entonces el Señor me dijo, profetiza, hijo de hombre, conjura al aliento de vida y dile, esto ordena el Señor omnipotente, ven de los cuartos vientos y dales vida a estos huesos muertos para que vivan. Yo profeticé, profeticé, tal como el Señor me lo había ordenado, y el aliento de la vida entró en ellos. Entonces los huesos revivieron y se pusieron de pie. Era un ejército numeroso. Amen. So right here, we're going to stop there. Now, from what I read off of this, uh, of uh, a quarter, of about half a quarter of this passage, verse 7, well, we see that Ezekiel, the prophet, said, so I prophesied, and as I was prophesying, and then in verse 10, so I prophesied again. He said, I, okay, he did it. He did it, guys. The Lord commanded him, but he did it. You understand me? Yes. So do you have, I'm sorry, go ahead. Quiere decir que lo que él intentó en este pasaje es que a él, Ezequiel, él fue, que Dios lo mandó y para, hacer para profetizar en eso. So do you have any idea how much faith it took Ezekiel to do this? ¿Ustedes saben cuánta fe tuvo Ezequiel para poder hacer esto? Most people are, are, are too scared to pray for a sick person, let alone some dry bones to come to life. You understand me? <laughs> <laughs> Muchas de las personas tienen miedo para orar para la gente enferma y cómo no van a tener más este miedo ten, ni siquiera la fe para poder orar a los huesos que están secos y viejos. That it took Ezekiel within him. Do you understand the relationship that he had with the Lord? That he had enough confidence to hear, not just not just say it, but to hear and know that it was coming from God. Ustedes se pueden imaginar la relación que Ezequiel tenía con Dios, la fe que tenía para él poder hablar con Dios y tener eso um, a cabo. Amen. So, I mean, come on. I mean, have, how many of you have ever seen a sick person come up to you? Um, <coughs> I'm sick. Can you please pray for me? And you're like, ah, uh, you're second guessing yourself. But Ezekiel straight up prayed for some bones to grow some skin and some tendons, some muscles, some blood flowing in there, but most of all, the breath of God. Oh, Lord. Uh, come on. I'm ready. Uh, ¿Cuántos de ustedes han visto a alguien? Que haya ido a ustedes enfermos. Enfermos. Enfermo. Necesidad de alivio, de oración. 
intercesión para, para que se alivien. Pero Ezequiel no se retiró. Él hizo el milagro. Amén. Amén. Aleluya. Amén. Most people, like I said, are scared of that. But you see, one of the worst things that believers are, um, in, in America, one of the uh, main things, that, um, I'm sorry, one of the worst things that a believer is losing is faith in God. Una de las cosas más peores es que los creyentes están perdiendo la fe en Dios. Doubting that God can use someone like you. Dudando que Dios puede usar a uno de ustedes. See, it's no wonder why America never sees the signs, the wonders, and the miracles because we are too caught up in what man's temporary wisdom that we forget about the Lord's infinite wisdom. Ya sabemos por qué América no ven las señas, las maravillas, los milagros, porque están captivados con la, la sabiduría de, temporalmente de un hombre. Y se le olvidan la sabiduría que el omnipotente Dios tiene. Amen. You see, God, we got to always remember right now, tell yourself, God always wants to use his children. Acuérdense que Dios les quiere decir a todos ustedes que Él usa, usa a sus hijos. Cuando ustedes claman hijo de Dios, Él los va a usar. Amen. Turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 9, please. Por favor, Hechos 9. Let me get an amen when you're there. Amen. <laughs> Let me get an amen when you're at Acts chapter 9. Amen. Look at verse 10. Amen. In Damascus. There was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. Había un Damasco, un discípulo llamado Ananias, y quien el Señor llamaba a una visión. Ananias, aquí estoy, Señor. Really quick, uh, quick for those of you who don't know Acts chapter 9, this is uh, about Paul, um, right now known as Saul, Uh, who wrote two-thirds of the uh, New Testament, an awesome disciple, a man of God. Um, he's talking about, uh, this is a part of the conversion story, okay? Just a recap. Amen. Okay, verse 11. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from uh, <laughs> Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. Anda ve a la casa de Judas a la calle llamada derecha, y pregunta por un tal Saúl de Tarso. Están orando, y ha visto a una visión a un hombre llamado Sanaías que entra y pone las manos sobre él para que recobre la vista. Verse 12, In a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come to a place, uh, come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lo voy a repetir. Y ha visto a una visión en un hombre llamado Anaías que entró y pone las manos en sobre a él y que recobró la vista. Amen. And to restore his sight because he was blind for three days because the, the, light, the light of Jesus Christ, he revealed himself to him, to, uh, to Paul, and his light was so pure and so bright that it blinded him for three days. Para restaurar la vista de él porque estaba ciego por tres días y él, y él le dio vista después de tres días. Amen. Verse 13, Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. 
Entonces Anaías respondió, Señor, he oído hablar mucho de esos hombres y de todo lo mal, del mal que ha causado a tu santo de Jerusalén. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. Y ahora lo tenemos aquí autorizado para, por los jefes de los sacerdotes para llevárselos presos a todos los que invocan tu nombre. Verse 13, but the Lord said to Ananias, boy, get up and get, go, this man is my chosen instrument. Ve, insistió el Señor, porque este hombre es mi instrumento, escogió para dar a conocer. Amen. To carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. Escogió para dar a conocer mi nombre tanto a las naciones y a sus reyes como el pueblo de Israel. Amen. So we find that uh, Ananias is, is talking to the Lord and he's saying, but Lord, Saul is a guy that has been persecuting the, the Christians for so long and he has permission, authority to arrest anybody that calls on the name of Jesus. And you're telling me that I should Go after him still? But what did God say? What did the Lord say? He said, go, for this man, Saul, is my chosen instrument. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you heard. He is my chosen instrument. Go and get him. Y él insistió, ve, insistió el Señor, porque él es un instrumento para y yo lo escogí. Amen. Amen. We must never forget that we are God's Chosen instruments to be used for the glorification of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Y nosotros no damos de olvidarnos que nosotros somos escogidos de instrumentos de Dios para hacer su deber. If, if God can use a man that violently, violently persecuted Christians, how much more can he, can he use you or I? Si Dios usó a un hombre tan violento que persecutó a los cristianos, ¿cómo no vas a usar a nosotros? You see, John the Baptist says in Matthew uh, chapter 3, verse 9, out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. Y Juan el Batista dijo que de estas mismas piedras Dios va a levantar a los hijos de Abraham. So out of rocks, God can use rocks to do what we do. Como las piedras que levantó Dios, nosotros también hemos, eh, podemos, nos puede levantar a nosotros. You ever heard uh, the phrase, you're dumb as a rock? ¿Usted ha oído la frase que usted tanto como una piedra? Some of you better believe it. Uh, créalo. Okay, you understand okay. me? Because God can use the stones, these very stones that are outside to do what we do. You understand me? But here's the, here's, here's the thing. We're not too sure why God chooses to use us. Nosotros no estamos seguros por qué Dios nos quiere usar. But I sure am glad that he does. Pero yo estoy muy feliz que nos, sí nos usa. You see, I, got, I want you guys to pay attention really quick. Por favor, atención. You see, God used. Dios usa. Let's, let me backtrack. In the, uh, in the old covenant. En el viejo pacto. God uses a person. Dios usa personas like Jeremiah, como Jeremías o Ezequiel. But in a new covenant, Pero el nuevo pacto in which we're covered in, y nosotros estamos cubridos en eso, God uses Dios usa a las personas. So in the old covenant, covenant, he used a person, but in the new covenant, he uses people. En el viejo pacto usa personas, pero en este nuevo pacto usa 
a la gente. God used apostles, God used disciples of the apostles, and God uses Metro Praise, and he's able to use you today. Have the faith in your God, for he is good. Y Dios usa, usó a los apóstolos, usó a los discípulos, y Dios usó a Metro Praise. Y cuánta fe no va, vamos a tener para que nos siga usando y a los que sigan viniendo. Amen. Amen. You see, we, we see that all over the Old Testament, don't we? Nosotros vemos en todo el Viejo Testamento. He used Samuel. Usó Samuel. He used David. Usó a David. He used Jeremiah. Jeremiah. He used Ezekiel. Usó Ezekiel. But when Jesus came to establish the new covenant, Pero cuando Jesús vino a poner el nuevo pacto, he used the twelve. Usó a doce. And that twelve y esos 12 multiplied. Multiplicaron. And multiplied. Y multiplicaron. And what do they use? ¿Y qué usan? The theory. El teoría. Reach one. Agarren uno. To, re to teach one. Para enseñar a uno. To reach another. Para agarrar otro. And to teach another. Para enseñar a otro. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> you all want to preach right now. You see, he's going to use one to, to reach one, to teach one, to go, to go, to go, to connect, to mentor, and to send, to go out and spread the gospel, the good news of salvation, with, which saved me and which saved you and which saved many others. If you also saw... Okay, agarrar uno, conectarlo, enseñarlo, mandarlos para seguir doblando el reino de Dios. Amén. Aleluya. El pastor y hablando. And he asked me, why is it that a person on a wheelchair would be able to pick this, the, the flyer up and say that there's a healing service and it says, be healed in Jesus' name, yet he doesn't come? Y porque Pastor Joy y Adolfo estaban hablando y que pasaron todos los flyers y lo entregaron un flyer a uno de silla de ruedas y le dijo que estén sanados en el nombre de Cristo, pero no vienen. And I said, look, I, I, I think I figured it out, Pastor Joe. Y él dice, yo creo que ya lo entendí. Because a doctor told that man that he'll never be able to walk again. Porque un doctor le dijo que nunca jamás podrá caminar de nuevo. Then he believes the doctor. Y él cree al doctor. Natural, because naturally. Naturalmente. Naturally. Naturalmente. He wouldn't be able to walk again. Él no podría caminar. The man then tells everyone else that he cannot walk again. Y luego el hombre le dice a toda la gente que él ya no puede caminar. With each person he tells, he believes it more and more and more and all because of one man telling him that he'll never be able to walk again. Y él cada vez que le dice a cada persona, cada vez, él se pone esa duda en él mismo y él lo sigue creyendo más internamente. And right there, he has the mentality. Y él tiene la mentalidad que él ya no puede caminar. Ya no puedo caminar. Ya no puedo caminar. Ya no puedo caminar. Ya nunca puedo caminar. Ya nunca vuelvo a caminar. But you see, he's thinking of the natural. Pero él está pensando lo natural. He doesn't realize the supernatural. Que él no piensa en lo supernatural. He's natural. thinking about the temporary wisdom of man. Él está pensando en la mente 
del hombre. Not realizing the infinite wisdom of our Lord and Savior. Y él no se da cuenta que hay una sabiduría de un hombre, un Dios. Turn impotente. your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, please. Por favor, 1 Corintios capítulo 2, versículo 4. Let me get an amen when you're there. Amen, because I'm ready to preach. Amen. Come on. My Alisa. message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. No les sabía ni les prediqué con palabras sabías y alocuentes, sino con demostraciones del poder del Espíritu. But with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Let's start verse 4. So that your faith might not rest on man's wisdom, but on God's power. Para que la fe de ustedes no dependería de la sabiduría del hombre, sino del poder de Dios. So let us stop worrying about what the world is going to think later and start worrying about what God is thinking right now. Y hay que parar de pensar lo que piensa el mundo y hay que empezar a preocuparnos lo que Dios está pensando y poniendo nuestro camino. The more you think about how dumb or weird you are going to look about praying for somebody to get healed, the less faith develops within you and the more faith that you let out in that sense, the more sin you let in. Y de lo más ustedes que piensan de lo que la gente piensa o su fe se les va a quemar, se les, se les va a quitar y ya no les van a poder... Al Señor. You see, less faith equals more sin. Menos fe da más pecado. But more faith equals less sin. Más fe, menos pecado. Acts chapter 26, verse 18. Hechos 26, capítulo 18. Acts chapter six, uh, 26, verse 18. Let me get an amen when you're there. Amen. I will rescue you. This is Jesus speaking, by the way. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. Acts 26. Acts chapter 26. No? No. No. Verse 17. I am so sorry. Verse 17. Acts 26, verse 17. He's talking to Saul right now. Uh, let's see. I, uh, I will rescue you from your own people and the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn from their darkness to light. Te liberé de, de tu propio pueblo y de los gentiles. Te envía a estos para que les abras los ojos y se conviertan a las tinieblas de la luz. And from the power of Satan to God. Y del poder de Satanás a Dios. So that they may receive forgiveness of sins. A fin que de que por el fe en mí recibirán el perdón. And a place among those who are sanctified, made holy by faith in me. Recibirán el perdón de los pecados y la herencia entre los santificados. So he said, I will rescue you from your own people. You see, you understand me? He's rescuing us from, 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 from the world. Y él dijo que él nos de, de este mundo. From the world's problems. De los problemas de este mundo. From the world's finances. De las financieras de este mundo. From the high schools. De los 
high school from the depression de la depresión from the hatred del odio from the sadness de la tristeza from the self hurt del self hurt self hurt amen thank you very much he'll rescue you from the world and he will make you holy through faith de la fe into Jesus Christ because he is the only deliverer he is the only one that can rescue you he is the only one that will know what you're going through él es el único que sabe lo de los problemas que nosotros estamos pasando. Aleluya. 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 Come on, somebody get excited in the house. The God saves and God builds faith and God makes His people holy. Y él nos da fe y nos hace sanos, santos. So we learn right here. Do two. Two examples. Y aquí aprendemos dos ejemplos. From this message. De este mensaje. We get the example of Ezekiel. Y nosotros tenemos los ejemplos de Ezequiel. To have enough faith in God. Para tener poquita fe en Dios. To be able to make dry bones alive. Para poder ser los los huesos secos um, vivos. Second example. Segundo ejemplo. To have enough faith in yourself. Para tener bastante fe en nuestro, nosotros. To know. Para saber. That your hands. Que tus manos. Are anointed. Son bendecidas. Bendecidas. Amen. Anointed, anointed. Appointed. To heal. Para para to deliver. Para deliver. To be pointing to the right direction. Para apuntar al 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 derecho al el apropiado lugar. And I'm not talking about nah, 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 that's the wrong direction right there people, you understand me? Don't hate each other. You got to point it to the right direction, which is Jesus Christ. Y yo no estoy hablando de apuntar. Yo digo apuntar a este lado. Amen. Al correcto lado. Hallelujah. Amen. You see our closing scripture go to Hebrews chapter 11. And some of you already know where I'm going with this because I use it all so often. Hebreos 11, versículo 6. Because I use it all y so often. So tanto. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebreos capítulo 11, And without seis. faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen. Y en realidad, sin fe, es imposible agradar a Dios. And without faith, it is impossible. Ya cualquiera que se acerca a Dios tiene que creer. It doesn't say without faith, you might not. No dice sin fe, no, no podrás. Or you have a slight chance. O a lo mejor tienes poquita chance. No, it uses the word impossible. Dice imposible. To please God. Para darle gloria a Dios. Because anyone. Aprobación. Por cualquier alguien who comes to him cuando vienen a él must believe tiene que creer that he exists que él existe and that he rewards y que él da glorificación those who a los earnestly seek him que de verdaderamente sinceramente so lo busca that God seeks those who seek him y qué dice que Dios busca a los que él buscan a él. If you seek a healing, si usted busca la sanidad, come get your healing. Por favor, venga a agarrar su sanidad. If you seek deliverance, si usted quiere liberación, well, come on and get your deliverance. Vengan para que lo deliveren. Come and get some Jesus. Vengan a agarrar a Jesucristo. Come and get some Jesus. A Jesucristo. Come and get some Jesus. Agarren a Jesucristo. What did you come here for? ¿Para qué vinieron? Why did you come ¿Para here? ¿Para qué vinieron? You get yourself usted some Jesus. Usted agarren. 
a Dios. Let's close out in prayer. Lord Father God, I thank you. Gracias a Dios. I thank you for what you are going to do here today. I thank you for the manifestation of your power. I thank you for the manifestation of your fire. That is going to happen right now. In the name of Jesus.